welcome to the Gale Hill Radio Hour. I'm your host, Kate Jones, here with Vivian Bosch, who brought Dolly Parton's Imagination Library to Cortland, New York. Welcome to the show, Vivian. Thank you. I'm excited to join you. Yes, I'm very happy to talk about the Imagination Library and how you got involved. For anyone who hasn't heard of it, what is the Imagination Library? The Imagination Library is a program started by Dolly Parton to promote early literacy. Um, it mails age-appropriate books right to the homes of children from birth up until their fifth birthday at no cost to the families. So when most people hear the name Dolly Parton, they think of her as a singer, a songwriter, an actress, a businesswoman, or even Miley Cyrus's godmother. But not everyone knows that she is also a philanthropist. Yes. And she's helped with cancer research, preserving bald eagles, the COVID vaccine research. Um, but her main focus has centered around literacy. So what inspired Dolly Parton to start the Imagination Library? Dolly and her 11 siblings, a large family, grew up very poor. And she saw how her father was limited because he was not able to read or write. So from that, she developed a belief that a better education was the key to a better life. And she thought by fostering a love of reading and learning early in life uh, was the first step towards achieving that. That is so, so cool. Nice, it, it is. Um, I can kind of relate to that uh, in that my father also felt education was very important. Um, but in 1995, Dolly started the Imagination Library program in her home county of Sevier, Tennessee. And it was so popular that after just five years, she announced that she would make the program available uh, for replication to any community that was willing to partner with her to support it locally. And today, the Imagination Library is an international program that is available in all 50 states and five countries. Every month, the Dollywood Foundation mails over 2 million books in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and the Republic of Ireland. Wow. And you started the program in Cortland, your hometown, or your, where you live. Why did Correct. you start that program? Um, when my daughter and her family moved up to central New York from Alexandria, Virginia, she learned about the Imagination Library from her local public library, and she enrolled her own two children in the program. Now, her two kids went to the library regularly. They had lots of books at home, and yet I saw how excited they were about receiving their Imagination Library books in the mail every month. And that's what made me want to offer it to the children here in my local community of Cortland, many of whom don't have the same exposure to books that my grandchildren did. At the time, I was on the board of trustees of my local library, 
so I presented a proposal for us to become a local Imagination Library affiliate, and we agreed to try a one-year pilot program. The pilot was a huge success, and here we are eight years later. Wow. Is this a volunteer position for you? It is. Our library doesn't have the funds in its budget to support this program, so I do it as a volunteer. But many other affiliates do have paid staff. Okay. So what's the process for starting an Imagination Library program? First, you need a 501c3 nonprofit organization willing to be the local affiliate. That's why I took the proposal uh, to our library, because they met that criteria. Then you have to define what your territory will be. Most often it's a school district or a specific zip code, sometimes an entire county. And I believe there are now seven states that are offering coverage statewide. The biggest step, perhaps, um, you have to raise enough funds to cover your projected costs for the first year before you're allowed to open the program to the public. I bet that, yes, I bet that was a daunting um, hurdle to jump over. It just seems that it would be for me. I I thought it was going to be, um, but our community, um, you know, I approached um, different organizations and businesses. Um, and because the enrollment projections, which, which I'm going to talk about a little later, um, are incremental. So they, they expect a smaller number the first year than we have now in our eighth year. Um, but I raised sufficient funds to get the program started within three months. So, um, I was very happy with that. And the Hollywood Foundation requires you to do that to help ensure your program is successful. You know, that's a good thing to require because otherwise you start something and then you kind of crush kids' uh, expectations, you know, if you can't, if, if the if the program stops. Exactly. Yeah, that yep. would be disappointing. So on uh, the website, imaginationlibrary.com, there's two links uh, that can help people uh, walk through the process. There's a link for how to start a program and another link for cost estimator. And the cost estimator lets you plug in the total number of eligible children, those that are under the age of five in your area, and it returns an incremental month-by-month five-year projection of your enrollment numbers and associated costs. So that really helps you uh, plan and see if this is um, something you think you'll be able to accomplish. That is really slick, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it not a lot of guessing there. <laughs> so, so Cortland's Imagination Library opened for enrollment in October 2015. What happened next? Well, I was pretty surprised within a day of flipping the the switch to make our program available online, we had people registering. I hadn't even made any type of announcement yet. 
So it really blew me away. And the people that registered must have heard about the program through word of mouth and were checking availability online, and they found our brand new program. Uh, A couple months later, in December, we had a formal kickoff event at the library. Um, We had Lionel Train set up because every child um, gets their first book is The Little Engine That Could. So we thought that was appropriate. And we had games. (laughs) Yes. We had, and this is a special uh, edition um, made just for the program. We had games, activities, and goodie bags, and over 100 children were signed up that day. It was pretty amazing. Wow, you must have felt really good. I did. <laughs> so now Cortland's program has about 550, 550 kids, each one of them receiving a book every month. Is that right? Um, that's right. Uh, our enrollment kept growing. Until about um, four years ago, since then, we've remained relatively stable with the 550 children active in the program. Every month, some new kids register, and every month, some of the ones already in the program graduate out when they turn five or they, they move out of the area. So it's been balancing out. Very nice. Vivian, how do you feel about what you started in your area? You know, when I get positive feedback from some of the parents, it can still move me to tears even after all this time. The families are so appreciative, and I feel that offering the Imagination Library is really making a positive difference in their lives, and that is a very good feeling. I'm also filled with appreciation for our community, the individuals, the businesses, and the organizations that have been so generous and continue to help fund this program. I think we'll get into this just a little bit later, but it is so important to expose children to books, don't you think? Yes, and um, I, I do... I can get into that now if you'd like. Well, if you'd like, but I also wanted to talk about the specific books that the children receive. Okay. Not all of them, um, but, you know, a few. We You talked about The Little Engine That Could, uh, and yeah. I said how much I love that book, and it's such a positive message. And I really loved reading it to my son when he was little. So would you talk about some of the other ones also? Sure. Um, first, the Dollywood Foundation has... Um, a specific committee of childhood education experts that select the books for each age group. So the little engine that could is one. And as you mentioned, it's, it's a positive book. And that is something that I think you can find in each of the books that are selected. Um, when kids graduate out of the program, when they turn five, they all get kindergarten, here I come. And some of the titles in between there, some are classics like The Very Hungry Caterpillar, The Snowy Day, some of the Llama Llama books, and other titles uh, are not as familiar, but parents have told me they appreciate 
being introduced to new age-appropriate books that they wouldn't have known about otherwise. Um, for the youngest kids, uh, the books are the board books, so nice and sturdy. And then some of the books are bilingual with English on one page and Spanish on the other. Oh, that's terrific. So you've been doing this project for eight years, as you said. Why is it so meaningful for you? I think it's so meaningful to me because I just loved reading books when I was growing up. And now I get to provide the opportunity for other children to feel that joy and to help expand their world. And the feedback that I get from parents really moves me. One of my favorites was a mom who wrote, it's amazing the bonding that has happened just from the simple act of kindness. And when another mom wrote how surprised she was at how much her 11-month-old daughter loved her books and that the mom hadn't realized the child could enjoy um, books that young, that made me feel like the Imagination Library is really showing parents that it's never too early to start reading to their children. Yes, and that gets back to that whole idea of, well, yeah. why is it important for kids to be exposed to the world of books? And, it, you know, so it helps them bond with their with their parents. It helps them, you know, it helps ignite their imagination. I mean, this program is aptly named, don't you think? Um, I definitely do. And I think, again, the selection of books really does help um, for children to exercise their imagination. So, um, Vivian, what advice yeah. do you have for people who want to start programs in their own areas? I would say go for it. Um, as one of my parents said, this program is great for any family, and it's great for any child. Um, more specifically, I would recommend someone talk to someone who is running another affiliate uh, so you can get a good understanding of the day-to-day -day responsibilities and also to build support for the program um, community-wide. I found that to be so valuable. Yeah, for sure. Did what did you do to get out there and and promote it? Um, I've spoken uh, at different organizations. Um, did a lot of publicizing of our initial kickoff event, and we are um, a smaller community, um, so it's not that hard. Um, we know. We know a lot of people in the community, so um, word of mouth, presentations, a lot of it comes from parents themselves. Um, they're just excited about the program, and they they share it with, with other people. Have there been many people who have moved to the Cortland area from other places where they had it and were so excited about having it? you know, where they moved to. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it's, it's pretty widespread right now. So I would imagine that there would be a lot of people who are at least becoming familiar with it. 
Um, that is true. And when someone um, moves to our area, another place where they were in the program, um, we can do an online transfer. So it's kind of seamless for the family. Oh, that's um, good. Yeah. On the other side, um, sometimes when people move out of our area, they move to a place that isn't offering it. And the parents are so disappointed that they can't continue in the program. I would love to be able to keep them, but it comes down, you know, financially. Um, we've defined our territory as our zip code. So I can't make exceptions for some people. Yes. And, and I wonder if any of them have been moved to, I know it's a lot of work and they have little kids, but moved to start a program wherever they, um, wherever they went. I don't know uh, whether they, that has actually happened, but I know that I have encouraged some of those parents to talk to their local library and school districts, and those are two of the major organizations that offer the program in areas. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Um, any stories, any... Oh, I don't know. Insight. Any other insights that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, I, I think I've talked more about the feelings, uh, excitement and joy. I shared a couple of um, parents' anecdotes. But I'd also like people to know that there's actually university-level research that shows children who participated in Dolly Parton's Imagination Library were more kindergarten ready than children who did not participate. And that's important because children who start kindergarten behind their peers are more likely to stay behind, while children who are more ready for kindergarten are more likely to graduate high school. Wow. The Imagination Library helps build that foundation for success. That is really interesting. So that was done by some uh, researcher at, at a university? Oh, several universities okay. have done it. Um, Lemoyne College um, in Syracuse, New York, is the biggest one near us. Right now, the Dollywood Foundation is doing a massive study on its own. And just locally here in, in my community, um, we did an email survey of participating parents a couple of years ago, and those uh, responses showed that since being in the Imagination Library program, those parents were reading significantly more often to their children, and their children were reading significantly more often to themselves, even if that meant just sitting there looking at pictures and turning pages. So that supported our premise that people read more when books are in the home. Oh, that's so sweet. And they get to keep those books, right? I mean, every book is a gift. Every book is a gift. So by the time, if they start when, um, just when they're born and they stay in the program until they're five years old, 
sale have their own library of 60 books. Oh, that is so sweet. <laughs> and and just think that, you know, eventually some of those books are going to be passed down to the children of the former children who were in the in the Imagination Library. Isn't that a marvelous thing? Um, that's why I do it. Yes. Oh, well, Vivian, you are doing good work. <laughs> I, I bet I bet you're just, you know, so gratified to be part of this. Yeah, that's a perfect word. Yeah. It is very gratifying. Um, but I'd also like to thank you for having me on today and giving me the opportunity to spread the word about Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. I hope that Someone listening will be inspired to register their child or start a program in their area or support their local affiliate financially. Keep keep this program going and growing. Yes. Well, that's my hope as well. So together we'll do that, okay? <laughs> we will <laughs> we will you. help make that happen. So so Vivian, I so appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. It's been really lovely talking with you. This is Kate Jones with the Gale Hill Radio Hour. Until next time, thanks for joining us. Please share this episode with anyone who's passionate about reading. <laughs>